0: Alright, what's going on guys? This week we've got Charlie Wee on the podcast and Charlie of course never won the PGA Tour but is on the PGA Tour Champions. He's a rookie. He's kind of in that part of the, uh, of the career where he's 50 years old. He just went through his rookie season and I caught up with him in the playoffs, Charles Schwab Cup playoffs starting in Richmond, Virginia. Went down there for the day. It was literally there for like three hours, four hours on a Wednesday. It was late, luckily able to catch up with him, with Rocco, Lee Jansen, as you guys know, a few others. Um, but it was great. Like, it's good to kind of get to know this guy because there's really no podcast, very few podcast episodes, if you see any, on Charlie Wee. So it's good to kind of get to know, you know, what he's thinking and kind of like just what makes sense to him, right? Like, obviously, it's a career that was not very decorated, but... He was kind of in the mix, though, for for different tournaments. Remember Pebble Beach 2012? Remember when it was Tiger and Phil paired together at AT AT&T that one year, 10 years ago? What's funny is Charlie Wee was in the final group that day, and he had a three-shot lead going in, and he obviously wasn't able to hold on to it, double bogey the first hole. But put yourself in his shoes. You're a journeyman at the time. He was, what, 40 years old, and you got the superstars right in front of you that whole day. Tony Romo was in that group as well. I mean, it was pretty crazy fireworks just a lot going on obviously Phil would go on to win that day what did he shoot like 64 or something crazy but he won that tournament Charlie finished runner up that that day at Pebble Beach but listen I mean we talk about that actually what was it like to 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 be on the property and and kind of be the forgotten leader basically in the final group so he really has been kind of overlooked throughout a lot of his career but interesting guy and obviously he's got some Perspective on his career now in the PGA Tour champions. What is it like? What is he thinking now? This is a little bit dated. It's about three, four weeks ago. So we are going to get into Dodgers and right, that's his team, and he's a Southern California guy. So. We talk about how they had just gotten eliminated at the time by the Padres. And so things like that. We want to see what, what makes him tick. So you'll get to hear a little bit more about Charlie and his career. An interesting side note. If you remember the PGA Championship 2008, remember when Padre Harrington beat Sergio there on that Sunday in at Oakland Hills in, in 08? And, of course, he had beat him the year before in the, in the British Open. Charlie Wee was actually in their group. It was uh, crazy rain and they were in threesomes, I think they were a second to last group, but he would be uh, kind of right in between those guys, a little bit of bad blood <laughs> between those two, but Charlie, super nice guy, and actually, I will read for you, I, I reached out to Kevin Nah, who's been a friend of his for many years, and I asked Kevin, like, what, going into the interview, like, what do you take away from Charlie, what should I ask Charlie about, basically, or what sticks out, and he said, Charlie's a fun guy. We played Asian Tour, European Tour, and Tour together. He's gone through some big swing changes and found a way to be successful with those changes. I think his great short game has helped him have a great, a solid career, basically. It's nice to see him get some starts on the Champions Tour. And tell him I said hi. So, <laughs> definitely a friendship there with Kevin Na. Of course, they're of, both of South Korean descent. So, fun guys, and we'll get into that. We'll have him talk about his swing and, and kind of what... Um, you know, to that point about Kevin on ah the consistency, how he's been able to kind of reinvent the swing a little bit over the years. But before we get to Charlie, we I want to tell you about the first tee. It's actually crazy to think it's been 25 years celebrating 25 year anniversary, November 13th. Officially, it was first launched in Indiana and a local chapter there. But they have been so successful and so helpful to get Uh, youth involved with the game. Since 2004, First Tee has integrated into PE classes in schools across the country, and educators are trained at more than 10,000 schools and more than 1,700 youth centers like the YMCA and Boys and Girls Club, bringing the program of life and introducing golf using games that are flexible to the ages and abilities of all the kids involved. So really a pretty cool thing. Obviously, Jay Monahan's a part of that. He's the chair of the First Tee Board of Governors. So 150 chapters is pretty amazing. Um, that's how big the network has grown to this point. They do have a summit going on this week, the week of November 14th, in Dallas as well. So be aware of that. But it's just a really cool thing to be able to celebrate what's going on with the First T And uh, it's a network summit that's going on in Dallas for this week. 150 chapters nationwide. Um, celebrating them basically and commemorating uh, what they've been able to do with youth golf so a shout out to the first tee let's get to now Charlie Wee on the podcast here from Richmond Virginia in the month of October there in the playoffs all right Garrett Johnson here I'm joined by Charlie Wee who is now on the championship he's a rookie on the
1: PGA Tour champions how does that feel ah feels good and bad feels bad that I'm getting older but feels good to be out here with all the guys that I competed against on the PGA Tour and um, to uh, compete again it's been a lot of fun.
0: Will anything surprise you so far in in this first calendar year? I know you made it to the playoffs thus far but any
1: surprises? Um, The the surprising part is that how competitive everyone is still. Um, I know I competed with most of the guys out here on the PGA Tour and they still play really good out here and you know it really Motivation to work hard and and um, and to compete because um you know you don 't want to lose to these guys, you know you competed against them all your life so when you 've been competing
0: recently three top twelves in the last four starts i mean what's been working recently? what have you found?
1: Um, I struggled with my putting for a few years uh, at the latter part of my career on the p j tour and I started putting with my arm lock putter, and I think that's really helped me a lot and i'm still getting used to uh, uh, with the arm lock putter but you know I asked some you know Steve Flesh about how he does it so I've asked a lot of questions to other players and they've been helping me how to uh, adopt to new way to putt with arm lock and um, yeah it's been really helpful.
0: It's interesting that you talk about talking with
1: other players and, and saying hey what works for you arm lock putter with
0: flesh. is it a little different in that sense versus the regular tour in terms of just working with other guys
1: just kind of casually for fun just helping each other out? I don't think so. Even on the P.J. Tour, um, you know, there's a few guys out here that, you know, I've had dinners with many times, like Steve Flesh, Chris DeMarco, Tim Heron, Y.E.N., K.J. Choi. So, you know, a lot of these guys I know, and they've been very open to helping you even here or on the P.J. Tour. So, you know, nothing's I, I, I don't think nothing's really changed in that as- aspect.
0: Well, I think of somebody like Kevin Na, who I spoke with a little bit earlier. I said, hey, you know, what what is it about Charlie that impresses you over the years? And he said that your swing, you've been able to just kind of reinvent your
1: swing a lot of times. And what do you attribute that to? Well, I, I knew that most important thing is impact. And, you know, I've had really good coaches throughout my career. But there were some questions that were not answered. And I felt... In 2005, my rookie year, I used to play a lot of practice rounds with Steve Elkington. And at that time, he was working with um, Andy Plummer and Mike Bennett, also known as Stack and Tilt. And Steve Elkington goes, hey, mate, you got to go see these guys. They know what they're talking about. (laughs) And, you know, I I went to them in August of uh, 2005 at the Travelers Championship. And I told them, hey, I got myself here. I'm going to empty my cup, so tell me everything. And, you know, that's when my game started elevating and getting better. I was able to understand my swing better. And, you know, being out on the PG tour, the, you know, on the weekends, the greens get firm and they start tucking the pins. So if you don't know how to control your golf ball, it gets really difficult. Uh, so that I knew that if I didn't make the changes, I, you know, I'll be a just a one-time flash. So I made the necessary change to be able to stay out on the tour for a long time.
0: Well, You mentioned uh, having tough pins on Sundays. I think about when you were in the final round at Pebble Beach 2012 at the AT&T. You were in that last group. And I know Phil and Tiger were playing together and everybody was keeping an eye on them and stuff. But what does that feel like as a competitor when you know everyone is looking at those guys? I know I'm the leader, so I'm going to be on camera quite a bit. But what does that feel like, the energy out there, and how do you manage as a competitor?
1: Well, you know, Tiger's Tiger and Phil's Phil, and they definitely are good for the tour. Uh, they draw a lot of people, and they were uh, grouped right in front of me, and it was it was a bit distracting because there are a lot of people following them, and there, you know, there are a lot of people moving around. But, you know, when you want to compete on the PGA Tour and play with the best, you know, you have to adapt to a lot of those things. speaking of adapting, you've mentioned in the past that it's very um,
0: challenging when you're not playing well on the PGA Tour, right? That is very, uh, I'm trying to think of the exact word was, but he says you put pressure on yourself when you're not playing well. And then when you are playing well, you put other pressure on yourself
1: to sustain that. So how 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 do you manage that at that level? Well, that's a very good question. I'm still trying to uh, learn myself. Um, But I think, you know, to compete at the highest level in any sport, you have to learn how to embrace stress and pressure because if you can't do that, I think that you won't be out here for a long time. And especially golf, you know, it's up to you. You know, they say, they talk about between your ears and it really is. And it's how you cope with your pressure and the stress that, that finishes on top. And I believe, you know, Tiger was so mentally strong because he knew exactly how to handle himself inside under pressure. And I believe that when players fold and, you know, not do well under pressure is because they don't know how to handle themselves in those situations. Well, speaking
0: of handling yourself in situations, uh, we saw what Freddie Couples did, shooting 60 last week on this tour. What did you make from, from a guy at 63 to be able to pull that off?
1: Yeah, I uh, haven't seen Freddie in a long time because he, you know, he hasn't played the tour for a while, but you know, I s- got to see him hit some balls at um, Canadian Open, or I'm sorry, the Shaw Classic, and, and it still looked beautiful still had just effortless or yeah, just what still had great rhythm great speed and just he just makes everything look so easy and I was like so impressed and you know it's very envious. What
0: other uh, friendships or, or or players have impressed you and or had a chance
1: to spend time with over here on the, on the PGA Tour Champions? Well you know when I played my first event in Dallas everybody was so friendly everybody came up saying welcome to the tour and you know it's been like i had you know i hadn't seen them in a long time but i, I haven't missed a beat you know they're everybody here out here is so friendly and want to talk to you and wish you well and yeah it's been really really nice to get to see all these guys again well i know
0: you have some roots in la went to high school in thousand oaks area i'd imagine LA Dodgers San Diego Padres must have been something you were like oh boy like I'd imagine on the Dodgers side
1: right oh yeah that's that's a tough topic my son who plays baseball he's 12 years old and we love the Dodgers and when we lost we were just crushed And I'm definitely a big Dodger fan and I know a lot of guys on the uh, LA Dodgers play golf so you know I was very disappointed that they lost they had such a great season and that's what's so great about baseball you know and I hope uh, I wish the Padres well because they're still a National League West team. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you like the West,
0: obviously. When, now you mentioned other players there uh, on the team there, the baseball team that play golf. What's a favorite memory so far with one of the Dodgers playing out in the golf course?
1: Well, I don't know the current Dodger, but I have a friend named Mike Lieberthal who played for the Phillies for a long time. We went to high school together, and he finished his career as a Dodger. And um, it was myself, Mike Lieberthal, Matt Franco, who also went to our high school. He played for the Mets for a long time. And on the 11th hole at TPC Valencia, I made a hole-in-one in front of them. So I guess that's pretty memorable. It's not too bad, right? Yeah. So that was fun. And they're really good guys and really good golfers and good friends. Well,
0: we think about California, and I'm from there as well, Sacramento, Northern California. And cold weather, though, is being the opposite where we are here in Virginia now. And you were talking about that at the beginning, before we started, that cold weather, what do you do? What would be your advice to weekend golfers, weekend hacks at home, how we can deal with colder weather when we're playing on the weekend?
1: Well, you know, if it's cold, you know, in L.A., we wouldn't go outside. So I guess that would be my advice, stay home. Wow. Uh, I mean, you'll get plenty of good weather in L.A., but, uh, you know, just... Got to dress warm and get the, what is that, heat pack that gets on your body? I, I guess wear that. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't really have a good answer for that.
0: Yeah, well, I wouldn't expect. I mean, obviously, you know, hand warmers, there's so many things that we yeah, yeah. can try to offset the cold with. Um, now, I'm curious, though, like, when you get to the range, and I've seen you on the range a little bit this week, for fans at home, what's a good way to To spend your time most efficiently on the range I know it's easy for us to just kind of fritter away 20 minutes but what would be the best way to to spend that time
1: well it depends what kind of player player you are I think that as we get older we lose speed I think that it's important that we constantly work on speed making sure that our arms are moving really fast I think there's a misconception that um, you know we have to move our body fast to get the get more club at speed but in reality we have to be able to swing our arms and the body together so we could maximize our power and I think that uh, most of the players they don't move their arms fast enough. So uh, I believe that just getting the arms moving fast is going to really help you. So swinging with a, uh, like even a alignment stick to get the arms moving faster, that's going to help you understand how to coordinate the arms to the body and that could really help your game.
0: Well, hey, appreciate you taking some time here on the podcast, Charlie, and we'll uh, we'll catch up again soon. All
1: right, thank you, Garrett. Appreciate
0: it. All right, my thanks to Charlie for jumping on the pod there. And you know what? Like I, I know he hasn't won on the PGA Tour, and he's a rookie just finishing up his rookie campaign. But there are a lot of guys who have not won in their regular PGA Tour careers. Think about. Steven Alker, right? And he went on and had a crazy big year, won four times on the PGA Tour Champions, almost won uh, the finale and and took the whole thing home. And and just goes to show you, at the age of 51, a lot of amazing things can happen. I believe Michael Allen was another guy that never won on the regular tour, but then went to the PGA Tour Champions in his early 50s, started winning in pretty good volume. So, you never know. Keep an eye on Charlie Wee. I mean, this guy's hungry. I saw him out there practicing a pretty good amount, and you know he, he loves the game. He's so into it, and as you could tell from that interview, I I did enjoy him talking about his uh, Dodgers, a little baseball there, uh, the, for the SoCal guys. So great stuff with Charlie. We hope you guys had a blast, and we'll catch up again soon here on the podcast.